If a person who distracts others is a distractor, what do you call the person who gets distracted? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Live at Peak Podcast, episode number three. Distractions that could kill your productivity. friends, Lavanya Nalam Shetty here. I'm a career coach and I'm on a mission to help you excel in your career and help you achieve a stellar work lifestyle. I'm here to help you win and help you live your life at peak. So over the last two episodes, we talked about strategies to set yourself for a winning day at work. But there is one thing that could destroy your plan to spin a winning day, and that is distractions. Distractions. You can either control it or it will control you. The very first thing in limiting or eliminating distractions is making yourself aware of them. Once you recognize what interferes with your work, then you can begin to make changes that will add to your daily productivity. So in this podcast, we are going to look at the top three distractions at workplaces and talk about the strategies to limit or eliminate the distractions. The one that tops the list is, yes, you got it right, cell phones. The second one is office clutter. And finally, the third top distraction is emails. So let's talk about the very first distraction that tops our list, cellular telephones. So with so many apps, social media, text messages, reminders, cell phones has become one of the biggest distractions, especially in workplaces. With notifications on, we tend to look at the phone more often than we should. If you feel like checking your phone for work emails or social media notifications the very first thing in the morning, or browse social media frequently during the work or during the meetings, then you could be a victim of the number one top distraction, cell phones. But it's okay, cell phone distractions has become way too common these days. But what's not okay is not recognizing how it hinders your work. Sure, cell phones has its own advantages, but it also comes with its own distractions and it's important that we keep it controlled. Let me give you guys few strategies to eliminate cell phone distractions. So let's start with strategy number one. Do not check your phone for work emails or social media notifications or any messages the very first thing in the morning when you wake up. If you're not on a 24 hours emergency call, there is absolutely no need to check your phone so often. If there is an important issue at work or somebody needs you right away, Trust me on this, you might have received a phone call already. So instead of checking the phone first thing in the morning, check your phone little later, preferably once you freshen up and eat some breakfast. So start your day and then check your phone. Let's move on to strategy number two. Do not take your cell phones to the meetings. This will help you focus on the meetings. 
Keeping the cell phones out of the meetings or any important discussions makes a huge difference. It sure made a huge impact on my focus. So let's move on to strategy number three. Set aside time blocks to deal with non-urgent calls and take advantage of your voicemail to tell your callers when they can expect to hear from you. If the call is very urgent and you cannot be reached via phone, trust me, the caller will make every single effort to reach you anyways. So those are the three strategies to take control over the top distractions, cell phones. Strategy number one, do not check your phone for work emails or any messages the very first thing in the morning. Strategy number two, do not take your cell phone to the meetings. And strategy number three is set aside time blocks to deal with non-urgent calls. Let's move on to the second distraction in our list, which is clutter. This is actually most overlooked distraction. Working in a cluttered, messy, or distracting environments always affect your work in a negative way. The clutter also limits your brain's ability to process any information. So let's see. A large percentage of working force these days spend their time sitting in front of what? Yes, a computer screen, isn't it? Your office or cube should be well organized in a way that it helps you to be as productive as possible. Do you know what the researchers say about the clutter? This is actually really funny. I started laughing when I was reading this. The clutter competes for your attention in the same way a toddler might stand in front of you annoyingly repeating, candy, candy, I want candy. Even though you might be able to focus a little, you're still aware that a screaming toddler is also seeking for your attention and you're more likely to become frustrated. Let me share with you a few simple strategies to create an uncluttered office. Strategy number one. Everything has a place and a place for everything. Everything that resides on your desk or in the cabinet should have a place. Desk is not the place to scatter everything. Your desk is your work area, right? It's not a storage. So keep it clean, people. There are many organizing tools available for very little price. Make use of them, or maybe your organization can reimburse you or buy it for you. Check it out and make use of that. Place everything where it belongs and away from the desk. So that leads us to strategy number two, which is clean your office before leaving. Now, why do you have to do that? Well, when you clean your office before leaving for the day, you can come back to a clean, fresh office the next day and have a controlled and productive day. Who wouldn't want to enter into a clutter-free zone anyways? Now, no matter how clean you keep your desk, it's going to get messy during the day. But that's okay. That means you're working. The problem comes if you don't clean it after, which is when the mess starts piling up. Compare your desk to your dinner plate. You want to start off with a fresh plate, don't you? While you're having dinner, the plate is going to get messy, but that's okay. But you clean it afterwards to have a clean plate for the next meal. Desk is the same way. It's your work area. You're going to be working on the same desk every day. So keep it very clean. Before we move on to the third distraction, let me give you a small tip. Clean your desk every evening before leaving work. All it takes is 5 to 10 minutes to straighten things up and you will come back to a clean desk every morning and you are ready to work. 
Now that we have covered all the strategies to have a clutter-free environment, let's move on to the third distraction, which is emails. I receive hundreds of emails a day. I'm sure many of you do as well. Let me see how many people can connect to this. I can spend my whole day responding to incoming messages and I feel like I still have more to respond. I keep all my emails for reference, but when I needed something, I just can't find anything in my inbox. Perhaps this is everyone's complaint, at least at some point of their career, isn't it? It was my complaint once. Emails have become an important part of our personal and professional life, and I don't think we can live our lives without emails completely. The problem comes when we feel like emails are distracting our work. So let's see the strategies to declutter your inbox and to keep it clean and well organized moving forward. Let's start with strategy number one. To start with, put aside two to three hours to clean your inbox. You might say, oh, I don't have that much time to clear my inbox. But trust me, this is one time initial cleanup and organization. And moving on, you don't have to dedicate that many hours to organize your emails. So let's see the three steps to organize your emails. Step number one, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> don't get that excited. We're not going to delete everything. Go over your inbox, starting with the latest email and work towards the older ones. There are certain emails that you don't have to keep. For example, calendar invites. Why do you need it? It's already in the calendar. Same the case with any promotions. You don't need all the promotions. You can always delete them, right? Also make sure delete any unwanted emails. Use key phrases to search your inbox to find the emails that you would like to delete. If you receive email subscription newsletters that you don't even remember subscribing to, take few seconds to click unsubscribe and then delete them. So that's step number one. So let's move on to step number two. Read the unread. Some of us tend to mark certain emails unread to get back to them later but it tends to pile up pretty soon. So it's important to read them and decide what to do with those emails. Do you want to save them? Do you want to trash them? Do you want to forward them? Whatever you want to do, you have to do it. But before we move on with this strategy, create three folders and name them unimportant, important, and needs review. Now take time to read all unread emails. You don't have to read them all in one single sitting. Take your time. After you read each email, decide which folder that we created it should go to. As you get a hold on this routine, you will have zero unread emails in your inbox. All emails sorted in folders and no emails in the main inbox. How nice is that? Now that you have read all the emails, sorted out emails into folders and deleted the unwanted ones, it will be very easy for you to have a control over it. I personally take about 10 to 15 minutes to sort my emails into three folders at the very end of the day. With no emails in the main inbox, it gets easy to sort out new emails as and when they show up. Wait, 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 we're not done yet. Remember the needs review folder that we created and sorted? We can't ignore that, can we? No, we can't. We need to review needs review folder at least once a day, take action, and once done, sort them between important and unimportant folders. Our goal is to keep needs review folder clean and zero messages as well. And coming to the unimportant folder, well, I personally would prefer to delete unimportant emails and I'm sure you would too. 
but just make sure it's really unimportant before you delete it. Be very cautious because I get lots of emails. Um, I need to keep it just for the auditing purpose or any reference purpose. So those kind of emails usually go into the unimportant emails. So be very cautious before you delete the emails. Now that we discussed a lot about organizing emails, let me briefly give you some pointers or things to remember while organizing emails. Pointer number one, don't assume that emails are the only way to communicate information. I see that all the time. People use emails way too much. They write essays in emails. If there is a lot of information that needs to be communicated, a phone call or a meeting is a better solution. So keep emails simple, clear, and to the point. The more information you send, the more emails you receive. Pointer number two, don't over-organize your inbox. Creating way too many folders adds a layer of confusion and it will be very hard to find information when needed. Just follow the three-folder strategy we discussed in this podcast, important, unimportant, and needs review for easy tracking. So, so far we discussed three distractions that could hinder your productivity cell phones, office clutter, and emails. And we also have looked into strategies to tackle those distractions. Now we have discussed the top three distractions and some strategies to eliminate the distractions. And I think you guys are ready for my challenge. Are you guys ready? All right, the challenge for today is, starting today and for the next three days, work towards bringing your inbox to zero messages and sorting the emails into three folders. Important, unimportant and needs review. Write down the initial number of emails in your inbox before organizing them and start clearing and organizing the emails. Once you're done with clearing the inbox, come over to my website at www.lifeatpeak.com and leave a message with your initial count in the inbox, number of messages you move to the unimportant folder and number of messages you move to important folders. I would love to hear your progress. As we are coming to the end of this episode, I really appreciate if you could share your experiences, outcomes, and any comments on this podcast in the comments section under the episode three of www.lifeatpeak.com. I really would love to hear your experiences and comments because my goal for this podcast is to help you excel in your career and help you achieve a stellar work lifestyle. Alrighty, my friends, since we came to the end of this episode, I would be very grateful if you could rate my podcast in iTunes and or SoundCloud. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. This helps more people by making it more visible. So my amazing friends, always remember this. It's your life, your career. So make it count. Stay inspired, stay motivated and perform at your peak. See you all in the next episode.